Okay, I don't mean to alarm you, but the entire world is on fire! And we love it! Very cool! I don't know if you noticed, but the entire world is being set ablaze, and Potawful's logo is, in fact, the world on fire. So we're doing pretty cool here. We're having a great time. And as a part of celebrating all of this, I thought it would be funny to go on Twitter and make fun of some people that aren't quite used to being made fun of. I actually, I've been making fun of these people. You might have heard of them. They're called H3, H3 Productions, the H3 Podcast. I've been making fun of Ethan and Hila from there for a long time. It got me a lot of hate the first time I made fun of them. And apparently, I didn't learn my lesson. So I made fun of Hila Klein because in the middle of all these protests, in the middle of all of the crazy things going on, Hila Klein decided it would be a good idea to tweet out this. And this is actually from her Twitter. It's her, she's made a shirt. She's drawn herself a t-shirt And on the t-shirt, it says, I can't breathe justice for George Floyd, which I'm 100% behind that idea. I love it. The poor guy, he didn't deserve to die. He didn't do anything wrong except hold a gun up to a pregnant lady's belly and uh, probably several other crimes. Probably a rap sheet longer than Jay-Z. But that said... Even though I'm 100% behind the sentiment of her t-shirt, I just couldn't help but think that the t-shirt and the photo itself is completely ridiculous. I mean, one, she drew this thing. She's clearly, she's in her mansion drawing this. This is the most she's going to do when it comes to Black Lives Matter. Let's not even, do we even have to get into the hypocrisy of somebody who is married to Ethan Klein? And all the word, you know what, we'll get into the words he said. We'll get into the paint that Ela has put on her face before. But the thing that really tickled me about this one was that she's ignoring her child to take this genuflecting, social justice-y, virtue-signaling photograph. You know, I just think it's so funny when a white, white, white woman... has to ignore her own child for internet points. So here's what I did, okay? And I didn't think this would be a big deal at all. But apparently, you know, Ethan Klein actually made this a very popular saying. Whenever you ask, what is, uh, who's watching this stupid shit on the internet? There's all this crap on YouTube. Who the fuck watches this shit? Ethan Klein says, it's kids. And... So I always think that about H3H3. I go, who the fuck watches this? This is the worst podcast I've ever seen. Most of the podcast is just seven-minute-long ad reads. It's just a twitching man staring at his laptop the whole time while a magical talking donkey sits off to the side and goes, huh, yeah, Ethan, yeah. So I... I had no idea that they actually had a ravenous fan base, people who were very much behind them 110%. So when I tweeted this back to Ela, I didn't see this blowing up and being a big deal. Here's what I tweeted in response to her. It's a picture of Ela actually, in her 
uh, IDF duds. She was in the Israeli armed services, which if you are Israeli, you have to be. I know, thanks 13-year-old kids who love Ela, but I know that you have to. It's not, you know, you're conscripted. You can't help it. Either way, here she is holding a gun, wearing the threads, and I tweeted to her, I said, how many Palestinian kids did you kill? Because obviously, you know... The juxtaposition, obviously. This got a lot of likes. This got 400-something likes on Twitter. I mean, that's a lot for me. It's a large amount for me. Maybe that's not a big deal for some of you guys. But then it went a step further. So I tweet this out, and I go, you know what? We can do better than that. So then I tweet, is this the right one? Let me see here. Then I tweet this one here. And this one really got people in a tizzy. People did not enjoy this. Uh, this I didn't even make this. The crazy thing is one of my listeners in our Discord photoshopped this. They turned the cop kneeling on George Floyd into Ela Klein holding up her cell phone and taking a photo of herself as she crushes his windpipe and he dies from fentanyl. Now... I didn't think that would be that big a deal. But then somebody said, you know what you should do, Jesse? And I said, great idea. And I tweeted this version of it out where she's now got her knee in her own child's neck. You want to talk about neglect? This is a neglectful mom. Now, I took this image, okay? Now, this didn't get a huge amount of play on Twitter or anything, but I took this image. And I put it on Facebook. And it went a little bit viral on Facebook. (laughs) And I have been incurring the wrath of not only 13-year-old kids who don't know no better, but I've also discovered that a big proponent of what's going on in the Klein household turns out to be middle-aged Jewish women Now, I had no idea that there was such a protective force around Jewish people, but apparently they really stick together, which is kind of making me start to think, wait, did Ela actually kill Palestinian kids? Is there some conspiracy to cover this up? Ela's talked about her past in the IDF before, and I have to tell you, I think she has something to hide. We're going to go over that video, the insane fallout of me posting this to the internet, the fact that I've now been added to a racist list, the fact that I had a phone call with a gay man who thought that I was being a little too mean to Ela, and I've even been responded to on Twitter by Louis J. Gomez. I thought I'd never be able to say something like this so much. What I mean, an insane episode for you. Stick around. Let's go bully the internet. This is Pot Awful. Pot Awful TV. Oh, y'all is doing it right. Pot Awful, fuck you, faggot, hard boy. I hate the gang job. You scam artists, douchebag. You're the worst. Motherfucker. Yeah. 
Wow. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining me on another fine, fine episode of Pod Awful. Uh, what an insane week. I mean, I took a little bit of time off. I played an old episode last week. We didn't have a Wednesday show. I've been working on getting some new equipment, some new things going on in the studio. This is going to be a constant tinkering project I'm going through. But I do want to check in with the chat room, see what you guys have to say in there. So let's do that. Black Twitter, somebody says. Welcome. Thank you guys for joining me, by the way. Crimes, crimes, crimes says in spades in the chat room. Oh my God, Luis J. Gomez Mersh is going to be so jelly. He might be. Uh, after the conversation I've had with uh, Luis J. Gomez, we might find out. We, I actually might be better friends with him than Mersh, it turns out. Jesse's turning into JP from Grandma's Boy. I don't even know what that means. Harlan is not a pedo. We don't talk about that guy anymore. Uh, do her knickers stink? Well, hang on a second. I understand what you're trying to do to me there. I won't allow it. I can never allow it. Loving these new camera zooms. Thank you so much, Lila. I, uh, I honestly, I don't know how I did a show before there were camera zooms. Is anybody else doing this? I can't think of anybody. Look, mom, I'm one pot awful, says Magi Arts. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Everybody really do appreciate it. Um, I don't even know where to begin. There's so much fucking shit to go over on this one. And because there's so much to go through with this, and I want to kind of get a reading of how this is going, if we're really affecting things here. You know, I don't want this to be a big dud because I've had a couple weeks now of going through this, and for me, it was insane. For me, I was getting notification after notification. I was the bell of the ball, but... Maybe it just seems crazy to me. I don't know. So I thought what we would do is I would break out a little tool where we could judge just how mean we're being to Ela Klein. And that tool is something I like to call the Ethan Klein Eyebrowmeter, everybody. Okay, so what this does is we use Ethan's eyebrow Tourette's to measure just how insane everything going on is, okay? We don't want to, uh, I don't want to jip you on anything. I want to make sure we're hitting high levels of Klein fear, all right? So we will be going to the Ethan Klein eyebrowmeter and checking in with his eyebrows to see just how angry he's getting over me making fun of his wife. And, you know, that's something you're not supposed to do on the internet, I've found out. I found this out the hard way. I had no idea for the longest time. You can't make fun of people's wives or their kids on the internet. There's a rule. Nobody told me the rule, but apparently there's a rule about this. So make sure you never make fun of those things. Unless you're me, and then you can do whatever you want. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Pot awful. Jeez, this thing is going to explode trying to track this movement. Is it too crazy? Is it all over the place? I'm just testing this out. You know, I don't know. Uh, the eyebrowmeter is a mouthful. It is. I'm having a little bit of trouble saying it myself. Okay, so are we on the same page? Ela tweets out this ridiculous thing. She makes herself this terrible t-shirt. And I, I have to say this. If you don't know, Ela, not only, by the way, let me just bring up, if you don't know Ela, I should probably bring up a, uh, like a, something to get you involved with Ela here. Um, okay, here's Ela uh, in her natural habitat. Here's Ela. 
so sorry i must have been a little bit confused there no wait that is actually a talking donkey i'm so sorry if you don't know Ela klein okay if you don't know Ela, Ela is um this weird israeli beast that married ethan klein they've got a youtube channel and they've got a podcast it's very popular i don't know why i don't know how it's extremely popular i guess the answer is 13-year-old kids. Turns out the other answer may be Zionism. We'll get into that. (laughs) And I'm not making any judgments on that. I'm not telling any tales out of school. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying it's a thing, and maybe we should be paying attention. You know, maybe we should notice certain patterns. That's all. So here's what I'm noticing is Ela also has a business called Teddy Fresh. And Teddy Fresh is actually a clothing line for what looks like 13-year-old kids, but turns out to be stunted, arrested development adults, okay? You know, adults collecting Funko Pops. It's, It's clothing for child predators more than it is for children themselves. So as a fashion designer herself, if she's going to put out an image of her wearing a new t-shirt, she has to let people know, oh, I'm not actually selling this shirt. But are you? Were you maybe planning on it? Did you get a little bit of bad feedback on that, Ela? I have an idea she thought maybe she could sell this. She wrote this. She did this in handwriting on the shirt and everything, but it's kind of, I don't know. She put out a tweet saying, I have no intentions of selling this. I just did this for me. And so far, it looks like that is true. I don't think she has sold this shirt yet. But if you don't think she was trying to test the waters a little bit, then I got a bridge to sell you in Poughkeepsie. So, let me see what they're saying in the chat room. Child predators don't wear clothes, non-swear, Forever 21. This is more like Forever 12 is the uh, clothing. Teddy Fresh, the clothing choice of the Proud Boys. Well, we may have something to replace that a little bit later. So, okay. She makes this shirt. I make this joke about it. And, of course, I get all these people telling me, you know, she wasn't really in the IDF. That's not true. But it it is true. She absolutely was in the IDF. And uh, I've got the proof of that. Here's the thing, though. Uh, and this is maybe more important to me. Uh, let me just try to find this photo here. Where, did I, where the fuck did I put this picture? I have so many tabs for this episode. Okay, I know I've got this somewhere because it's very important to the whole T-shirt controversy here. Where did... Oh, here it is. Okay, here it is. You see, Ela uploads photos exactly like this George Floyd one all the time. And... Here's one where it's just one of her Teddy Fresh designs, but it's the same thing. She's holding up the phone in the same mirror. She has her kid on her hip. When I dip, you dip, we dip. So this is an advertisement for this T-shirt. If you're going to tell me there was no intention of her maybe putting out that shirt to sell, 
then again, you're crazy. She she puts out exactly the same type of tweet all the time for the Teddy Fresh merchandise. Meanwhile, I'm telling these kids, hey, by the way, she probably killed Palestinian kids when she was in the Israeli army. It's one of their favorite pastime activities. The toxicity of our city, of our city. So I actually, I tweeted out some of the images of her from the Israeli army. Here's one of them right here. I mean, this is real. Here she is with guns. She's holding guns. Here's another one where she's with other Israeli babes holding machine guns, and they're all laughing, they're smiling, they're having the best time, okay? So these are real photos. She really was in the Israeli army. She had to be. This is what all the kids are telling me. She had to be. That makes it okay somehow. She had to join. There was nothing she could do. Well, Ela has talked about her time there, and she does make it sound like she was forced into it. She didn't enjoy it that much. But there's a sinister undertone happening in this video. Let's take a look. This is the H3 podcast, Ethan and Ela talking about Ela's time in the Israeli Defense Force. Now, I had never seen this before. I've just seen this. And I had just been throwing out wild accusations before, okay? Everything in this episode, it's allegedly, it's maybe, it's think about it, right? Let's just, you know, just consider it. Maybe, maybe she killed a Palestinian kid or two. I don't know. I know that Israeli soldiers do it all the time. You know, some Palestinian kids skipping a rock in a puddle, you know, all they got is a puddle. They're, the Mediterranean Sea is right there, but all they've got is a puddle. And the kid's like, And he throws a little rock, and an Israeli soldier from 12,000 miles away threw a sniper rifle. like, that motherfucking... And explodes his head into a cloud of brains. Um, so, easily, in my mind... Ela could have been one of those people. Here she is talking about you it. You served in the military. Did, and your uh, whole family served yeah, in the military, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What did, uh, how was uh, your experience in the military? Just asking questions. That's right. Um, it was okay. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't do anything like, I wasn't like a combative role. Yeah, you weren't a fighter. I wasn't a fighter. So I didn't have anything like... So she says right away, I wasn't a fighter, but you can see she's like searching for the words. And I get it. I know. Talking is a new skill for her. She was mostly used to braying and carrying large packs on her back down a canyon for Mexican people. But it seems like she's looking for the answers here. It seems like she doesn't really know for sure what this is all about. Like, Ethan kind of sprang this question on her, and she wasn't ready necessarily. And let's keep in mind, if she was, let's say, she was a Mossad agent, she wouldn't be allowed to talk about that now. She'd have to have some sort of cover story. Crazy Hmm. to tell, but um, I don't know. It's kind of like a a mandatory job that you have to go to. (laughs) And you don't get paid for. Yeah. Someone said, is it like a forced vacation? No. 
no. It's more like a forced job. <laughs> forced job. Because you, what, what did you do? What was your role in the military? Um, at first, I was given a role that was like in an office uh, oh, somewhere I'm close to office. my house in Tel Aviv. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like going to a day job in an office. Mm. Um, it happened right after there was some kind of a second war in, where was it, in I Gaza? I remember that, yeah. There was some sort yeah, of... Yeah, there was some kind of, So she doesn't know. She lived in Israel her entire life. There's kind of some sort of second war. Oh, you mean one of those things where you guys once again moved your borders into Palestine and went, no, actually, we always owned this. This was ours. What do you mean 20 miles, 20 miles? That sounds like a lot of miles for 50 miles. 100 miles is nothing between friends. I mean, it's just a thousand more miles. This small war. Yeah. When I was there and... um. So my job was to, like, when they send officers... What they call that war again? Uh, The war on terror? You mean the unending war in the Middle East that is entirely caused because of the country you're from? Or, like, people to go serve. I had to, like, logistically help with... I thought Elo's voice was Jesse making fun of Elo's voice. <laughs> no, that's actually her talking. This is what she actually sounds like all the time. Like they're... I've never heard her speak before. I really didn't expect an accent. You didn't? What did you think I was doing every time I ever did an impression of Ela? Oh, Ethan, I just want to go back to Israel and... Once again, taste the blood of my child enemies. Hotel or mm. a room, okay. things like that. But it was all on the computer. It just felt like some computer thing. Right, okay. Okay, yeah, right, okay. Even even Ethan kind of sounds suspicious of that. He's like, yeah, all right, okay. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's the story you told me. So, Ela sounds like she doesn't know what she did when she was in the IDF. Yeah, I did something like on the computer and paperwork. It sounds like what you'd make up. It sounds like when you get backed into a corner with a lie and you're like, uh, 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 she might as well just be taking her hand, both hands into her collar and completely stretching it out from her neck just to get some breathing room. So the secretary. Yeah. Yeah. You're, oh, you're a secretary. And it was t- yeah, you were one of those war secretaries. Which, by the way, like, oh, she was the secretary of defense? What were you then? Super boring, and I really hated it. Because it was just like, <laughs> I had to take an, a bus super early, mm-hmm. go there, spend the whole day, go back home. Oh, God, what a terrible... Man, that must have been awful for you, having to take a bus, go there early listen to the cries of the innocent families being exploded by your comrades. I hated it. So I tried to change my role. And um, it was something like you can apply. Don't fall asleep. I know what's happening right now, okay? Don't get me wrong. I get it. Right now, your eyes are going, okay, this braying is drifting me off into... The land of Nod. Stick with it, because something very sinister is going on here. Apply for it, and it's a form that you fill out, and then 
they're going to give you something else completely random. Different no position, mm-hmm. different post, yeah, different location. So I decided to do that, and if I don't like the second one, then I'll just find a way to get out of the army. It was I, that bad. Yeah. Okay, now pay attention to that part right there. So she says she had two jobs in the army. The first one, it was boring. It was papers. It was computers, something. So she doesn't even know what it is, right? It was something. I don't know. It was something, Ethan. I can't remember. And then she's like, but I needed to move to where the action was. I wanted to see what's really going on down on the front lines, you know? She needed to know where the real killing fields were. She was tired of being so bored by it all. Interesting. All right. I just didn't, I hated everything about it. Didn't want to do it. Um, You just, because if you're doing something that it felt like I wasn't doing anything, like I was just wasting my life. Yeah. It could get really frustrating. I don't know. Right. And you got to do it for two years. Right. So I tried, I filled out that form and I tried it and then I somehow ended up in a better place that I liked Mm. a lot more. Mm -hmm. Now, okay, pay attention. This is where it's starting to get crazy. So she ends up, she gets a new position, a new post in the army and she likes this one. Wow, she's having a blast. She, this is fun for her. So all of the things I'm hearing from the 13-year-old girls who love Hila on the internet is she hated being in the army. They forced her to be. She didn't want to be. But here's Hila going, no, I hated the first month and a half of being in the army, and then I went somewhere. Cool. Now, where is that somewhere? Um, <coughs> before, it was a daily thing where you go back home every day, and the new one was in a way that was a, a base that was far from my house. Mm. So you go there for the whole week, and then you come back for the weekend. So you preferred that? Were you gone for all week? I did. So she liked it. It was kind of like she, she a big the first time she smiled during this whole conversation. I did. Yeah. Just more of an adventure, more huh. of a different. Ex- By the way, we should probably check in on the Ethan eyebrowmeter. All right. Looking like a normal amount of eyebrow maneuvers there. I think Ethan's okay. All right, we're good. We're good. Experience that I preferred than to just go to a boring job, sit on the computer and go back home at the end. So what makes this new position less boring? Now, this whole conversation, right? It starts off, you're going, okay, nothing's happening. So you didn't like it. This isn't even really, you were there for a few months. You pushed some papers, no big deal. And then there's going to be a hard left turn here. Every day, I don't know. Were you doing secretary work there? So, yeah, I was the secretary of the head of the, um, there's like a, I don't know the terms in English from the army. Right. He was a translator. So there was a... So she's working... I mean, <laughs> you have to pay careful attention because Ela is trying to warp her mouth parts around the English language. She don't know nothing, okay? She's used to talking right to left. This is completely confusing for her. But pay careful attention to the language used here. English from the army. Right. He was a translate. So there was a... I was in Duhifat, which is like a... Like a... Brigade. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay. She was in a brigade. Now, I could have sworn 
in a brigade, there were rarely secretaries. Like the maybe the least um, action-oriented job in a brigade is the guy who, for some reason, has to carry a giant flag and drum. Not really sure where they got the idea. This is a good thing to alert the enemy that you're coming and let them know you are the enemy. Maybe she was that. Maybe they call that a secretary in. Israel, I don't know. I would assume that like the least amount of work you could have in a brigade in Israel is like you have the official title of the coin kisser, where all the lost pennies on the ground, you have to pick them up and go, oh, here's another one. But she, where is her position in this brigade? That's the real question. I guess that's in charge of the area of Ramallah. Mm Mm-hmm. And that brigade has, like, a main officer. Okay, now you might not know Israel stuff the way I know Israel stuff. But she just said that they were a brigade working in Ramallah. Ramallah is not a part of Israel. Ramallah is part of Palestine. It's part of the West Bank, the disputed areas, you know, the place where they're putting Palestinian children and and also the adults, but let's focus on the kids into camps. They're built, literally building walls. Aren't we against that? Trump, bad guy, you know, Ela, she don't like no Trump. So she's working in Ramallah. Ramallah is the capital city of the West Bank, okay? It's the largest area. It's actually sort of the, like, most metropolitan area of Palestine. I mean, I'm just going to call it that. That's what it is. The West Bank, it's Palestine. So she's in the most metropolitan area, but it's also because, like, much like New York City is the most metropolitan area of America, Ramallah is going to have the most criminal activity and to an israeli what is criminal activity may not be criminal activity to you and i but if you're saying hey this is our land and they're saying no it's ours then pretty much anything they do is criminal activity when ela was in the idf the idf was not supposed to be in ramallah okay the last have you ever heard of the uh, intifada. This is one of the uprisings. They had two intifadas in Israel, right? One of them was in, I think, the 80s or something, and the other one was in like 2002 or three, right? They had these two big uprisings, and the uprisings are, of course, the Palestinians going, hey, stop encroaching on the little bit of land we've got left. We're not going to allow it. No, no, no. And, of course, there's shooting and bombs and exploding guys and a Yasser Arafat. There's just all this stuff. But it was supposed to be over with then. And ever since the... Now I, I'm sorry to make this a history podcast for you guys. I get it. It's gay. But I, don't, I got all these computers for a reason, okay? I'm checking in on these things. So there's this thing called the Oslo Accords. And ever since the Oslo Accords, Israel ain't supposed to be in Ramallah. It's literally against the treaties that they signed. So when they went in in 2003 because of the Intifada, 
they were breaking the Oslo Accords. This is a big international scandal. Everybody but the U.S. said, nah, uh, uh, bad Israel. And of course, the U.S. is like, same way we are about knowing that they have nuclear weapons even though they're not supposed to you know they're not supposed to have them but we know they do and we're like well what can you do we gotta send them the money all of our senators keep for some reason signing bills that say israel gets all of our money so Ela is younger than me she's uh, she's more than a year younger than i am so when she was in the idf it had to have been I don't know the year. I don't think she says it in this, but it couldn't have been 2003. It had to have been like 2007 to 2009, somewhere in there is when she was. She should not have been in Ramallah. What she's saying here is, yeah, I was working for a brigade that was breaking international treaties that was going. It's like basically she's committing war crimes is what she's saying. Okay. So I had to give you the history lesson so you'd understand that. She's saying they're in Ramallah. They're not supposed to be in Ramallah. <clears throat> Anything well, they're doing I in Ramallah is no good. That's in charge of the area of Ramallah. <clears throat> and Project Samson. Uh-oh. Okay, guys in the chat room, please calm down. We can't let them know about Project Samson. This is not something we bring up. You know, I've already said too much Okay, I can feel... There's actually a guy in Israel right now with a sniper dot on my forehead. I'm feeling it. All right? He's going, eh, looks enough like a Palestinian kid from here to me. Brigade has, like, a main officer. Mm -hmm. So I was his secretary. Okay, so she says the brigade has a main officer and she was his secretary. But remember... Ela don't know no words. She just said, I don't know what you call it in English. She started saying secretary because Ethan's dumbass said secretary. Okay, so you were right below the big boy. Mm -hmm. So Ethan says, so you're right below the big boy. You're working under the top officer of the brigade. Cool. So it was yeah, nice. Cool. It was that interesting. So it was nice, she said. She liked it. Oh, yeah, this was a fun time for her. She's having a lot of fun in Israel. I'm sorry, in the West Bank, in Ramallah, breaking laws. Now, I don't know about you. If I hear you work directly under the top guy, I don't think that means you're fetching his coffee. If you work directly under the top guy, you're number two, okay? You're Riker. You get to make the ship go vroom. That's up to you now. So Ela's in a nice, nice place here, all right? She's out there. She's whining and dining with the top brass she's a number two she's in this place where they're like fuck it we can just do whatever we want the u.s won't say shit bang 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 there goes that child's head bang 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 there goes an old woman's foot ha 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 watch her hobble along um it was more demanding in the- Was there an, somebody says interesting eyebrow twitch from Ethan there? Do we need to check in with Ethan again here? Let me see. Ooh, it is, I don't know. That looks looks like it's speeding up just a little bit. He's getting a little uncomfortable with this one. You might be right. Okay. Back to the video. In a way, but also <coughs> kind of more rewarding because you're put in this weird situation <laughs> where you're like, Yeah, it's weird. You don't, it's you're weird. You're away from your house. 
you have this new group of people that you have to get along with. Mm. And I, it's hard to explain, but for some reason it was more interesting. Mm. I enjoyed it more. Yeah, for some reason. For some reason she liked it more. Doesn't it seem oddly cagey in all of this? Like, doesn't it feel like there's just something missing from the story? This isn't just the typical Hila not knowing how to talk, not knowing how to have a goddamn thought in her head. Hila with no fucking opinions, no nothing, no personality, just a fucking blank stare. We might be figuring out why she's got a thousand-yard stare here. You would, too, if you spent most of your formative years staring thousands of yards, putting a, a reticle over top of a, a, a toe-headed little kid's face and uh, squeezing the trigger as hard as they can. Those pictures I showed you of her in the IDF, by the way, all of those photos of her holding the guns, none of them had the magazine in the magazine well. And I kept having dumb fucks point out to me Oh, they don't have a dog brain. It was mostly women, actually. This wasn't even kids. Mostly women, mostly fucking ruff, 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 were going, well, there's no magazine in the well, so she couldn't have killed anybody. You know that you can eventually put a magazine in the well, right? Like, yeah, she's hanging out with her, with her other Jew broad friends, you know, in their downtime taking pictures. They probably aren't swinging their guns around with a fully loaded mag in there. You know, one in the chamber going, let's play a little Israeli roulette. Yeah, they put it in later and then go shooting. I mean, those photos are probably her just practicing, you know. it Really insane, the defenses I've heard here. But I'm starting to believe there's a reason for that. I'm starting to believe that these people are maybe invested in defending this sort of thing you told me once you went on like a mission with them mm-hmm. to like <laughs> okay so she's the secretary but she goes on a mission with the brigade a terrorist city in the terrorist city now i get it everything's perspective you know i mean i get i guess ramallah's a terrorist city if you're an israeli and if you're a palestinian all of israel is a terrorist state so there he's just calling ramallah a terrorist city ramallah again it's the paris of palestine it is like it's the place you if you were to go to the west bank the place you would visit is ramallah that's where you would go. So to call that a terrorist city is insane. Does terrorism happen there? Of course. Does it happen all over Israel all the time, constantly? Yes. Yeah. That was kind of a crazy story. Yeah. The, so the, my officers and like the, the soldiers in that brigade, um, they would go every night on a raid right. in Ramallah to to arrest terrorists. And um, so yeah, I... We got a guy in the chat, Tika Masala, saying Palestine isn't a country, so they have no right to the land. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you remember how Israel happened, but that is a wild claim. You know, this is the other thing I kept getting in trouble for on, on uh, Twitter and on Facebook is whenever somebody would go, why are you even saying, what did Ela ever do wrong? I would just go, listen, personally, you know, keep in mind, this is all over 
the Black Lives Matter racism protests going on, right? So my answer would always be, me personally, I don't support apartheid states. You know, I'm not really into apartheid. I, that's just me. And of course, nobody ever had an answer to that. that. That was always the way to kill the conversation. I just don't believe in apartheid. Now, you can spin it however you want, okay? You can talk about this. If you're a Zionist, whatever. I don't got no skin in the game. You know, I ain't Palestinian. I ain't Zionist. I ain't Jewish. Whatever you want to call it. I, I got no purchase in that land. I don't ever want to go there. I don't care about its historical significance. I don't care about its religious significance. Which, by the way, Ramallah, the city of Ramallah, it, uh, it was not even originally a Muslim area. It was actually a, an Arab Christian city originally. So hold your horses there, folks. You know, anybody out in that audience going, well, hey, you know, uh, Fox News told me we got to love our greatest ally. Well, okay, Judeo-Christians, are you sure? It only very recently had a majority Muslim population. But that said, Tika Masala saying <laughs> that Israel has no right to the land, or that uh, Palestine has no right to the land. It's like, I, I don't know if you're really paying attention to how Israel happened, if you're saying that. I, I'm just, as an outside observer, I look at it, here are the facts. They called it Palestine before. It was mostly Arab Christians and Muslims living there. It was mostly peaceful. It kept getting invaded by other lands, Britain, uh, the Ottoman Empire, <laughs> you know, all, all these other places kept invading it. Uh, but there was a group of people there for a very long time who thought of themselves as Palestinians. Whether that is fair or not, I don't really care. All I know is there sure won't, it wasn't an Israel until the 1950s, right? Somewhere in there, 1950s. So I don't know. It's a silly thing to say. Border walls with Egypt and with Gaza and the West Bank. Uh, literally second class citizen scenario going on there. Secret nukes. Um, breaking, you know, international treaties constantly, breaking Oslo Accords constantly, terrorism, you know, a lot of weird stuff, fomenting uh, unrest in the entire Middle East constantly and trying to get the U.S. involved in that. I don't know. Me personally, I look at Israel and I go, I don't care that you're Jewish. It just seems like you're up to no good. <laughs> it just seems like you're doing bad stuff. With When it was South Africa and the apartheid thing, we just all went, that was bad. Gosh, this Nelson Mandela guy, he seems like a nice guy. You know, he reminds me of uh, like that, that one black girl I knew growing up. He reminds me of her grandma. So he seems nice. And then... And then uh, the same fucking shit happens with Israel, which, by the way, Israel, like, good friends with South Africa. They liked South Africa. They were like, fuck yeah, man. I like what you guys are doing. And South Africa was like, hey, you too. We should be bros and secretly develop nuclear weapons together. And they were like, all right. And then we went, hey, uh, by the way, South Africa, you can't do that shit anymore. And they were like, wait, what? <laughs> what, about, what about Israel? They're doing that. And you're, like, giving them money. Why, do you, why can they do it? They were like, 
black people. I don't know. Ah, and then we just threw confetti and ran. So that's me personally. That's my opinion on it. It only extends that far. I don't know a lot of stuff. I'm, I have Down syndrome, so I might be wrong. Okay. That said, it's sounding like Ela Klein may have killed Palestinian kids because listen to this story. I always saw them preparing for it and living, and then I, I would stay in the base. Mm. So one time I wanted to go with them just to experience it. Oh, so Why you just She's always staying in the base, but this one time she said, I'm the secretary. Let me come. And they went, okay. All of a sudden, had an urge to go with them. I just wanted to see what it's like. Right. I wanted to see it. Okay. <laughs> I, just so, wanted to, uh, I just wanted to see. I just wanted to see what it was like when you were killing terrorists. I don't want to go to, like, look, there are nice parts of Israel where basically nothing bad ever happens, right? Like, that, that does exist where terrorism isn't a constant threat for the most part, I still would never want to go to Israel, right? Now, she was born there. She lived there. She is conscripted to an army that she claims she doesn't want to be a part of. She's working in a city where they're not supposed to be, one that Ethan just described as a terrorist city, which means that Ela probably at some point described it as a terrorist city, and she went, I want to see the terrorism. <laughs> I don't um, know, man. It, don't yeah, know. They, took him, they took me with them one night, even though they weren't supposed she to. She's liking this. She's <laughs> smiling big time. Um, Ooh, look at that you're smile. You're driving in this like, jeep that's uh, bulletproof. Right. So I was in the jeep. Mm -hmm. And then um, <coughs> as soon as we entered Ramallah, the Ramallah. people in the city started shooting at See, they, wow. and I heard she like, said the she worked here, there the jeep like right next to my head <laughs> she Did said she worked in Ramallah but she said once we entered Ramallah so they weren't working you see that they were working on the border of Ramallah and going in there at night and killing people so she says she gets in there the second they get in there she's almost shot a bullet whizzes by her head Ela Klein nearly dead at the age of 19, because she went, I want to see a terrorist. Imagine the sound of Ela's brain being opened up like a tin can from a bullet. That thing would pop in there and it would just go, Wah! we'd hear it all the way on the other side of the globe. They're shooting us. Wow. And I heard like a bullet hit the jeep like right next to my head. <laughs> did you? Did it like dent? Or it's crazy. You just hear it. It's a gnarly armored jeep. Yeah, you know, a bullet flew by. What are you talking about? It's a bullet! bullet, bullet. bullet. <laughs> I mean, how are you having this conversation like it's just completely normal? Like, yeah, you know, a bullet went wasn't by my head. I mean, yeah, it was a boring time. And then uh, the next day I did paperwork and... Uh, and oh uh, yeah, I didn't really, uh, I didn't like it. I was a secretary, and then one time a bullet went whizzing by my head. Fuck, man. I, okay, so sums up here. You don't just. She wasn't even going to tell that story. Ethan had to be like, "Didn't you tell me one time something happened?" And then she was like, "Um, oh yeah." She. It wasn't even like the first thought in her head. Something is being covered up here. This is insane. This is an insane story. I, I don't think this is even one of their biggest videos. This should be their biggest video. 
To find out e- Ela Klein was in a firefight when she was in the army, which is like even that alone, like fire, like oh, you were in the army. To me, that's crazy. You know, I support the troops. I support all troops, our troops, the Israeli troops, ISIS, any troop. I'm for them. I just I respect them so much. And I respect them because I could never do that. I would never join the army. To me, that's nuts. Like, you'd have to be so poor and so stupid to do something like that. Even conscription. I would just go like, I'm not going to do it. What are you going to do? You're going to kill me? You're going to put me in jail for what, for the same amount of time? In jail, I probably won't get blown up. So, yeah, I'll go with that one. How, I, you know what? I'll take jail. Somebody look up for me what happens if you refuse to do your service in Israel. I'd love to know, what's that brow meter looking like? Here's the crazy thing with the brow meter is Ethan's not even that phased by this. He's like, yeah, whatever. I mean, again, they're hiding something here, man. This is something creepy going on. So this should be their biggest video. How many views does this have? I mean, keep in mind, their channel has 1.57 million. They didn't even crack a million views on this. Like this, I, I know that sounds crazy. It's 900 and something thousand views i know that sounds like well oh yeah that's a ton not for them these guys get millions and millions of views this should be the biggest thing ela klein going yeah when i returned fire to the terrorists it's like that's a movie you were in a movie and you almost forgot to say it until your twitchy faced retard husband brought it up we entered ramallah the people in the city started shooting us Wow. And I heard like a bullet hit the jeep like right next to my head. <laughs> did you did it like dent or just no, you, you just it? hear it? It's a gnarly armored jeep. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I mean it was just interesting. Look at that. Hang on. No, no, no. Did you hear that? She goes, Yeah, it was just interesting. You wrap up the story of a bullet nearly blowing your brains out as it was just interesting. I don't think so, Ela. Watch this. Hang on. And look at that stare. Okay. I need you to burn this image into your fucking head right now. That look off to the side, that thousand yard stare, that's her bathing in the memories of slowly taking her knee, her patella, pushing it into that that bone you have in the front of your neck, but this is a child, a Palestinian child. She's got him under her kneecap, and she's just slowly pushing it till she can hear the wishbone crack. And once it does, she goes, "Uh, looks like my wish is granted. And then all of her girlfriends in the IDF go, yay! That is the stare of a killer right there. I mean, it was just interesting. It was just interesting. Yeah, well, I'll I'll say, yeah, that was, you know what, pretty, yeah, okay. I guess, I guess that's an interesting story. Sure, maybe. <laughs> they were shoot. so someone actually was shooting the car when you went in there mm-hmm. right away. Yeah. Huh, did you have a huh. gun? Oh, huh, uh, uh, oh, you, you mean you, my wife, you were shot at? Huh, huh, okay, well. 
You ever, uh, you ever shit anything that looked interesting? You ever uh, take a real big shit? You ever uh, make a really funny fart sound or anything? You know, what else can we talk about? There's got to be something interesting we could talk about. Done on you? I didn't. You were not supposed to leave. No, yeah, not really. Oh, he asked if she had a gun on her. She said, mm, "I didn't." But look at her face when she says this shit. I didn't. You're. She's doing that thing where she's like. She's biting her lip like, mm, yeah, no, nah, I didn't. Nah. This is a woman with secrets. Dark, dark secrets. Not supposed to leave. No, yeah, not really. Did but even if I, I mean, I, I walked with them to one house. Okay. I did get out of the car once, but, but surrounded with them. So. Okay. Did they arrest anyone that night? They did. Did they bring it in the same car with you? No. Oh, different you go, car. There's a few cars going. Damn, that's crazy. Was it like how did you feel? Was it horrifying? It was strange. Oh yeah, well, yeah, it is. Yeah, what a weird thing. It was strange. You know the strangest part? The part where they brought the secretary. I'm telling you, Ela is black ops Mossad. She is uh, right now. She's hiding knives behind. Like if she reaches behind her back, like Daredevil, she'd pull out. Uh, not Daredevil. Uh, what's it? Deadpool? She'd pull out two knives from her back, and she could throw them at you before you could even blink. Very. <clears throat> Just, you'd be dead. Your head would be uh, posted to the wall behind you. Very weird. How so? Like, how so? Um, uh, I don't know. Just. Who needs a gun when you got a knee? Well, that's the thing about Ela. She prefers not using guns. You know, all the people saying, oh, there's no magazine in the well. She could throw a bullet at you better than the gun could do, okay? But she loved crushing with her knee. She loved taking... Her favorite thing was, what they would do is, they would throw a grenade. You know, she'd have one of the... She'd have the guy over top of her throw a grenade, and then she'd walk toward the grenade before it exploded. And all the Palestinians would be like, ah, no! And she would just walk toward it. And as it exploded, the rubble, the debris, the shrapnel would fly everywhere. And like without flinching, she would just catch it in her hand. And she would take whatever piece of debris she caught. And whoever survived, you know, their like guts are spilling out. All their arms and legs are gone. Their eyes have been gouged out by shrapnel. She takes the rubble and she just twists it into their head until they're just some sort of disgusting blood lollipop in her hand. You see people in their house, and then it's like the soldiers go just walk into the house and look through their shit and find guns. And <laughs> Listen to what she, she's describing crimes. Somebody said, before the show began, in the chat room, somebody said, what are your crimes, Ela? This, this is a crime. Like, you can't just go into a person's house in a place that you have no control over. You're not even supposed to be there in Ramallah. They would just go into houses and start going through their things. And look at the smile on her face. She fucking loves this, man. Like, this is one of her fondest memories. I refuse to believe the children who were telling me otherwise. Look at her face. She's starry-eyed right now. She, it's like remembering her first romance. Except this is obviously better because her first romance was with Ethan, Ethan Klein. Klein. 
disgusting. See people in their house, and then it's like the soldiers go just walk into their house and look through their shit and find guns, and <laughs> the whole thing is really surreal. So, okay, now again, so soldiers just go into your house and start looking through your shit, and they find guns. Meanwhile... Ela today in America, enjoying all, uh, being afforded the freedoms of living here and not being under constant threat of being exploded by an extremist. She's putting up her hand, going "Black Lives Matter." You shouldn't be. Hey, police! You're it's a hey, hey, police! You're going a little too far. That's a little bit of overreach there, militarized police. You shouldn't be going into black people's houses, looking through their stuff, finding their guns. Defund the police, says Ela Klein. Meanwhile, for funsies, she's going into other people's countries and going rifling through their stuff. <laughs> it's, it's like, how does this exist? How are they okay with this still being online? She's admitting to things that should not be admitted to. Oh, that was it. Hang on, I want to hear her say the end of that one more time. Look, look at the smile. Look at that horse face smile. You see people in their house and then it's like the soldiers go just walk into their house and look through their shit and find guns and <laughs> the whole thing is really surreal. Yeah, by the way, Black Lives Matter. Okay, so what I'm picking up here is Ela is tier one. She's an elite operator, and she 100% is the person they hired to kill Epstein. Okay, it's the only thing that makes sense. If you don't buy that, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. It's pretty clear to me that Ethan and Ela, the whole reason they're here in the States and they're popular is so that they could have a, uh, a Mossad agent on our shores able to influence our media. And this isn't like a Jewish control the media sort of thing. This is specifically a Mossad, Epstein, the Clintons, that type of conspiracy, okay? That's all I'm talking about here. It's just she is involved somehow I can't be convinced otherwise. I just can't. Uh, by the way, a guy, you know, uh, you know the show Red Bar Radio, a guy named Sven Stuffles, he's from that show. He made a very funny animation a couple days after I made this uh, Twitter post. I mean, listen, I'm not the only person who posted something like that on Twitter. I'm not claiming to be original here, but I had to show this. If I'm going to do a whole episode on Ela, I got to show this. So uh, I do suggest you subscribe to Daft Jest on youtube this is daft jest is his new youtube channel doesn't have a ton of subscribers yet i'm actually going to hit it myself right there on this account and uh this is the video he made <laughs> of Ela klein murdering palestinian children you know great minds think alike let's take a look oh my god so loud Oh, their bodies are everywhere. Her her horrifying visage. It's terrifying. Okay, you get the idea. <laughs> it just repeats over and over again. He's a really great animator. So uh, Sven Stuffles, there you go. Check them out. We had to had to show you that one. Let me just show you a little bit more. Actually, I meant to have this uh, picture ready here. Let me just type in Ela, H I L A, 
and bring this up here. Oh, shit. That's not. Oh, I typed hula. I'm so sorry. Forget I showed you that. Never mind. Sorry about that. No. Um, okay, here is, uh, I want to show you this. Here it is. Here's the video I was looking for. Um, if you don't believe me, though, that Hila is, at the very least, hypocritical when it comes to the racism part. Like, let's forget about the human rights and the, uh, you know, police boundary overstepping and all that kind of stuff. That rules, they say in the chat room, about the uh, Sven Stuffles animation. It's really good, right? Um, if you don't believe me about the uh, that aspect of it with Ela, at least take a look at the way Ela has been when it comes to black people. You know, I love black people. They're some of my favorite people. I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but most of the co-hosts of my show ever have been black. I think black people are the funniest guys. Um, they were... You know, they were purpose-built for comedy. So I can't hate black people. It's impossible for me to do. And it really bugs me that so many black people seem to think I'm racist when I love them so much. Meanwhile, Ela Klein gets away with fucking, literally, murder. And here she is. You know, I got in a lot of trouble for blackface. You remember that? I wore blackface. And somebody recently tried to call me out for blackface. I got put on a list for racism. I'll show you that. Ela Klein wore blackface on the H3H3 YouTube show. Nobody batted an eye. Take a look at this. Here's This is Ethan putting blackface on Ela. Listen to what they say here. <laughs> straight blackface. What have you done? <laughs> look, what have you done? This is straight blackface. What have you done, she says. I mean, that is blackface. There's Ela in blackface. It's unmistakable. <laughs> Ela, look at the camera and don't tell me that you're not more beautiful than ever before. I mean, okay, so he tries to say that she's more beautiful for being black, but that's obviously a dog whistle. Black is beautiful. He's just trying to say she looks black. So there she is wearing blackface. Now, I mentioned this list. I got put on a list. Let's see. Do I want to show you this now? Should I? There's so many things. There's so much shit going on here. I don't even know where to go next. Hang on a second. Let me let me take a look at all my stuff. You know what? Let's take a quick little break here. Um, speaking of racism, follow me on Twitter at the N word. We'll be right back after this. The N word. 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 The effing N word. Uh, uh. The N word is coming, and it's coming hard. The N word. The N word. The N word. The N word. I can't say the N word. The N word guy on Twitter. A dumb pile of garbage named Jesse piece of shit say the n-word on his podcast i'm gonna say the n-word no, 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 no. support the show join the pizza fun Potawful dot pizza. Pizza pizza. Pizza. dot pizza. All right, join that pizza fund. We don't run ads on this show. We don't have sponsors. We do 
two episodes of Pot Awful every week, except last week, but we usually do two episodes of Pot Awful every week, one for free on Sunday nights and one in the Pizza Fund. You can get it over at potawful.pizza every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern time. We go live. You get the full backlog, uh, archive episodes for that. $12 level, you get everything, all that stuff, tons of stuff. $12 level, potawful.pizza. And uh, if you want something a little less than that, maybe 12, you're like, ah, I don't know, $6 level every week. We do a show on Friday nights called The Weekly Sacrifice. It's a great show. I hang out with the listeners. They send me stuff. They give me content to play. We go over it together. It's a lot of fun. Every single Friday, potawful.pizza. Hope you uh, join that. Now, let's get back to Ela here. I've got a video here all about Ela. Let's take a look. The angel of the Lord appeared again between the vineyards and walls on either side. The donkey trembled again and pressed Balaam's foot against the wall. Balaam screamed in pain and began hitting her again. As they continued, a third time the donkey saw the angel of God with sword drawn. The donkey healed backwards and fell on top of Balaam. Wait, wait, okay, hang Balaam on, laid there. Un- sorry, hang on. This is just a video on YouTube called Talking Donkey. All right, I'm so sorry about that. Didn't mean to play that. That's another, you know, we should probably, uh, gosh, we should probably check in with Ethan and see how his eyebrows are doing. E- the Ethan Klein, ladies and gentlemen, the Ethan Klein eyebrowmeter. Oh, boy, this isn't good. This isn't good. They're getting a little wacky. Those eyebrows are getting just a little bit wacky. He's uh he's pretty unhappy with me over all this. That I can understand, but we're still going hard in the paint on this one. So let me show you what happened on Facebook when I reposted these memes to my Facebook uh, page. Now, I got kicked off of Facebook, okay? Facebook, uh, somebody put in some complaints to Facebook, and they got my... Facebook page taken down. The pot awful page was taken down. Now, I've been taken down so many times there, I barely ever even bring up the Facebook page. I think, you know, I'd had thousands of people liked it, and then the next time you you make a new one, it's like uh, you know, 800 people, and then the next time 500, and the next time 300. So the last time, it was, I had like only 300 likes on there. It was no big deal. I just use it to upload the... Um, the podcast to the Facebook that way. It's an easy way to get the podcast onto Facebook. And funny thing is, even though I got a ton of hate off of this post, it actually ended up getting me more Facebook likes on the page than I had on the last page that one of our enemies took down. So good job, idiot. Within a couple of days of making this Facebook page, I made this post, and it went viral, and we now have more likes than we did before, something I might not have done if you hadn't gotten my page taken down. And if we take a look at this, you'll actually see this image had... <laughs> this is, Look how many people reacted to this. So 93,832 people were reached, 49,000 engagements. So nearly 100,000 people reached on this post, which is pretty fucking good, if you ask me. And as you can see, the image, all I did was post the image uh, that Ela posted of herself in the I Can't Breathe t-shirt, and then the edit of it where she is kneeling on her own child's neck as the police officer. Um, 
People did not like this. In fact, of the very few comments and uh, reactions I got on this post on the Facebook page, almost every single one of them was negative. People were very mad. I also, the reason this got so many reactions, though, the reason so many people saw this is I posted this in a few Facebook groups, and those people also got very, very mad with me because of this. Incredibly mad. Um, A scary amount of mad. Let me see what they're saying in the chat room about all this. I was wondering what was up with the Facebook page, LOL. Savage. Bullets is the internet's bad boy. Thank you. And you are allowed to call me Bullets now. Um, Somebody's just posing a gun and knives and a bomb. Okay, very strange behavior going on there. Ela morphed into a donkey to stomp the enemy kids. She is capable of morphing technology. She received that from the Andalites herself. So let me show you what happened here. Uh, Here is one of... So I posted this meme in the room 21 which is of course if you don't know if you didn't watch we had a whole episode on the wildest facebook group on the internet room 21 it's a facebook group that's basically just for black people except we go in there too and it's insane and i posted this thing to it they weren't having Mm -mm. oh no that jewish girl didn't there's a lot of that going on But where people freaked out even more is this weird group called the Epic Dumpster Fire, formerly known as Where is Stephanie East? I can't even get into what this fucking group is. But here is my post on it, and I said, this Jewish woman posted this as a joke. Said it's for her YouTube called H3H3 Productions. Racist-ass Jewish motherfucker, shake my damn head. Now, that is also exactly what I put in the... (laughs) post to room 21 i don't know why i thought it'd be a good idea to copy and paste that into this group which is not a group for just black people but i did and there was uh 333 comments were left on this post people weren't happy there's a lot of angry reacts on this one a lot of angry people and here's where i started to discover that a lot of the people defending Ela over all this and and at first what i did you know, everybody's defending. All these people are coming at me. I'm getting tons of negative comments, you know, and you get flooded with that stuff. Even I, who I'm pretty used to that sort of thing. In fact, I kind of feed off of it. I kind of enjoy it. But at a certain point, you start getting hundreds of comments like that. And anybody is, you know, you might start to teeter just a little bit. So it can be sort of, I wouldn't say panic inducing. I'm not a fucking girl, 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 girl. but it can be a little overwhelming, just a smidge. And so I'm trying to figure out, all right, how do I fight these people back? Because I'm not really that invested in this. I posted this as a joke. I thought people would laugh at it. I had no idea people would have such a negative reaction. I really didn't. So my first thing was, I went to the people and I said, well, you know, Ela's married to a guy who uses the N-word all the time. Because the thing these people are mad about is that this is making fun of George Floyd, something I would never do. Okay, obviously, R.I.P. George Floyd, R.I.P. George Foreman. Obviously, George Floyd deserved to have a golden casket and memorials all around the world. He was definitely the world's best meth head, and I will remember him fondly forever. They were mad over that. So I said, well, if you hate racism and stuff like that, then you can't like H3H3. I mean, Ethan Klein, you know, has said some of the most horrible shit of all time. I mean, it seems like that's not the first time he's used that word in that context. 
Nigger faggot whore. <laughs> okay, so there you go. So there's Ethan saying some pretty nasty stuff there, and then it cuts to Ela, and she's laughing her head off about it. Not the first time he's used that word in that context. Nigger faggot whore. <laughs> she, she's, oh, she loves that. She loves those words. So I post this video in there going, you know, okay, so he's a racist. You guys have to be on my side about this. Nope, they weren't having it. And so I'm looking at all the accounts trying to figure out why are these people so for Ethan and Ela and so against me on this, even though they're clearly racist. Well, it turns out all of the women who were replying to me were Jewish women straight out of Israel. And I know that sounds like an exaggeration, but it's true. I was reading their names. Every single one of them had an echo. I mean, we were dealing with Steinbergowitzes. We were dealing with Greenbaums. We were dealing with Wojitskis. Every stripe. We had Sephardics. We had the other kind of Fardic. We had Ashkenazis. We had victims of Nazis. Every dog brain woman replying to me defending Ela was a Jewish woman. And so then I'm starting to, and I didn't want to think this way. I wasn't trying to think evil things, you know? But then I'm starting to think, is there some sort of international Jewish conspiracy? Of course not. Obviously, no. There's no conspiracy going on to protect the image of Israel and their Mossad agent they've placed here in popular culture. That would mean such insane things for the world that I couldn't possibly comprehend it. Obviously, we don't live in a world that insane. We just live in one where all over the earth right now, there are fires and looting going on. So I had to get that thought out of my head, but it doesn't mean there aren't people, there aren't women who just of their own accord want to defend, you know, what they think of as their homeland, which makes sense. I see people make fun of America online. I see some fucking bucktooth retard British person, some bong sitting there going, oh, your president is... And I don't even like Donald Trump that much or anything. He's a really funny guy, but it's not like I'm going to vote for him or anything. But if I see some fucking spotted dick eating, you know, cross-eyed, inbred, fucking island-living retard from Britain sitting there on the internet going, Trump, you're dumb and fat. Meanwhile, Britain exactly as fat as America, if not fatter. I start to run and go, oh, actually, red, white, and blue all the way. I don't care about America. I don't give a shit until somebody starts making fun of it. So there is the possibility that these women were defending Ela because they felt a need to defend their countrywoman. Could be that, a hero to them. Remember, she was in the army, all right? It'd be like if, some, if I saw an Israeli making fun of my personal hero, Chris Kyle, so it could just be that. I don't know. But then I had a run-in with one guy defending Ela. Everyone else was a woman, and I could easily chalk it up to, well, they're stupid. But this was a man, and I couldn't make sense of it. And his name was something like, I'm not trying to censor it. I really don't remember his name at this point. 
I probably have it here somewhere, but his name was like Joshua Daniel or something like that. It was two first names, Joshua Daniel. And I'm like, okay, well, Joshua Daniel, he's not a girl. Doesn't sound like a Jewish person. What's going on here? Why, why is this grown man defending Elah? And I click on his profile, and I kid you not, this was, and I'm not saying this in a bad way. I'm not saying this, uh, this I'm not passing a judgment here. This was the gayest man I've ever seen in my entire life. And when I tell you that, you have to understand what I mean is, I click through to his Facebook profile, and every photo is of him in underwear with another man. Every photo. He's covered in glitter. You can see his balls. He's with a guy. They're touching. And then I see his Instagram listed, and I don't remember what it was called, or I'd have it up here for you, and I would subject you to the horrors I saw too. But it was something along the lines of, Daddy's best bottom. Uh, it had bottom in the name, okay? And I didn't want to click through and look at it. I didn't. I promise you. I'm as straight as an arrow. But this guy was pr- going pretty hard against me, trying to make fun of me, trying to protect Ela. So I'm looking for any photos and any info I can on this guy to make fun of him back. Standard trolling procedure. Remain calm. So I make the mistake of clicking this profile. I knew better. It had the word bottom in it. I make the mistake of clicking this profile. It's literally just him on Instagram posting his own gaping butthole, asking dudes to come and spit in it. So I, of course, I take this obvious, like, I mean, you're basically, that's a, you're giving me a free pass to make fun of you with this shit. Like, when you're, if you're a gay guy and you're just like a guy, you know, and I go to your profile and it's like, I like to fish and play video games and I happen to suck a cock. It's like, all right, well, I might make fun of you for sucking a cock because, ha ha, tee hee, but... It's not gonna. It's not your whole life, you know. You got other things. You probably won't even be that hurt by it. If your whole profile, if multiple profiles you have is, well, I sure do like taking it in the ass. Then obviously I'm gonna make fun of that. And again, listen, if you want to take as many hot, sticky, sweet cocks in your mouth and your eyes and your ass as you want. It's your life, man. Do what feels right. But I'm going to say something about it. (laughs) Like, if you come and go, oh, you're an incel, look at you, you have long hair, then I'm going to go, well, come on. You you almost certainly have HIV AIDS. I I mean, personally, I think that in the great battle of wits here, I might be winning this one. You know, if we're going to be making fun of each other, an insult war, I think it's an automatic lose when you actually have HIV AIDS, right? Seems like a a layup. It seems so easy to me. I don't know. So I'm making fun of this guy. He's making fun of me. He's tagging people going, look at this guy. He's racist. 
He's like, you know, he does that girl thing where he's tagging people. He goes, look at this guy. He's homophobic. I, and I just lean into it. I go, yeah, I am racist. I am homophobic. Because when you do that, they've got nothing. So now this guy, he's on his heels. He doesn't like where this is going. He's not enjoying the fight. It's going in multiple comment threads all over this post. And I would show you all of this. But of course, I am now blocked because I won the argument. How did I win the argument? Well, I could tell that he was trying to push it to a cancel culture place. He wanted me canceled. And it's pretty hard to cancel a guy whose job is this. Look at this fucking shit. What are you going to cancel here? I'm insane. So... I could feel that, and I went, all right, fine. You want to take it to that level? Let's take it to that level. And I went back to his profile, and I look at his about, and he's got his phone number listed there. So his phone number's right there. I'm like, all right, I'm going to fuck with this guy a little bit. Why not? I'll, I'll give him a call. And I'm looking, while I'm making the call, literally while it's ringing, I'm staring at his name, and it's jumping out at me. Again, I don't remember his name. It might be Joshua. I might have that part right, but let's say it was Joshua Daniel. I'm looking at that name. It's just, you know, I'm waiting for him to pick up, and all of a sudden it jumps out. Wait, two first names? That's like what a Jewish guy does when he's hiding his incredibly Jewish last name. Two first names. You know, Larry David. John Stewart. His real name's Lieberman. So... I'm looking at this, and then I realize this guy's got a real big nose. And again, I'm not, this is not like, you know, I'm not trying to start crystal knocked here or anything. That's already happening, so I don't have to. We've already got a black version of that going on right now. All I'm saying is, even the guy is Jewish. I had all these Jewish women coming after me, and now this guy, it clicks in my head, This guy's Jewish too. So I recorded the phone call, and here's how it went. Here's me calling the Jewish gay guy defending Ela Klein and trying to cancel my life. It's clicking in my head right now. Oh, he's Jewish. Hello? Joshua? No. Yes, it's your father. So I say, so his name was Joshua. I did nail that part. So it's been a, it's been like over a week since this, since this happened. So he says, no, he goes, no, I know it's him. He's got his phone number on his Facebook. So you can't say no at that point. No. Yes. It's your father. Yeah. Big disappointment. And remember, I leaned in on the homophobia thing. Yeah, I'm homophobic, sure. Uh, okay. I'm very disappointed in you. You need to be taken. Are you? Yes, because of the disgusting lifestyle you've been leading. (laughs) Now, again, that's not an anti-gay thing to say, okay? Think about it. If you were a guy's dad and you went to your son's Instagram and his butthole was open for dudes, you could be the most liberal guy of all time, and you still would feel disgust at that. You could be gay, and you might feel disgust at that. So I just mean, why are you advertising your butthole online? That's it. 
Obviously, I'm a proud father. I support my gay son. I just feel a little odd that he's calling himself a used-up bottom on the internet. Are you? Yes, because of the disgusting lifestyle you've been leading. <laughs> Posting your open, gaping asshole all over the internet. A, is this your attempt at a Jewish accent? <gasps> is this your attempt at a Jewish accent? Now, remember, I'm just taking a guess that he's Jewish. What? Why do you think it's a Jewish accent? I'm your father. You're a fucking loser, dude. I'm your father. You're not Jewish, are you? Oh, hmm. Weird. <laughs> and he hung up. So then it gets weirder, all right? And I do mean weird. Weirder. He goes back to Facebook after that. Like, I'm not going to see. He goes on to somebody else's comment chain where I haven't commented. And he thinks I'm not going to see this. And he tells that person, in the middle of his cancel culture routine, he tells this person that I called him on the phone and called him the F-slur. Now, you just listened to that phone call. Did you hear anywhere in that call me use the dreaded Ethan Klein word, the N-F, the F-slur? The Dick Masterson slur, I think not. I said it nowhere in the call. I did not edit it out. That is the original call as it was recorded. I never said that to him. I specifically never said that to him, okay? And he's telling people I called him and was yelling it at him. He's just lying. So I find the comment. I reply to him. I say, do you really want to lie about this? Because I recorded the call, and I will post it. And suddenly, I was blocked. The little loser, he had to, He did that thing where he left one more comment, and before I could click on it to see what he said, one last little snide, passive-aggressive piece of shit comment, he blocked me. I, didn't, I never got to fucking see it, of course. They always do that. Women always do that. They love leaving that comment and then hitting block before you can look at it. And gay guys are basically women. So what is going on? Why are these Jewish ladies trying to protect Ela Klein? I don't get it. I don't know what's going on. I don't want to call it a conspiracy. I'm not sure. What do they say in the chat room? The gay F word. Ha ha ha. That never happened. Aw, oh, bitch move. He called me the F-slur, then a bullet went right by my head. It was weird. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. <laughs> what a weird thing to happen. Okay, so... <laughs> Man, there's so much shit to go over here. Do I go through this? Do I go to that? What do I go to? Okay, so in the midst of the earth falling apart, all these riots, all these protests, in the midst of me making fun of Ela. By the way, I found out just before the show, right now, before the show, I found out that Ela blocked me on Twitter. So Ela saw my tweets. They weren't just thrown away into the vast sea of notifications she must get. She must get thousands and thousands of tweets every fucking day she saw mine they got enough attention she saw mine i know for a fact i was not blocked the first day they were posted the second day or even a week later ela klein blocked me today 
Why did she block me today? Because I posted today that we were doing this episode. (laughs) Scary. Scary stuff. What is she afraid of being revealed? That's true, by the way. I know for a fact I was not blocked the last million times I checked. Okay? She blocked me today. Very strange behavior. So the earth is falling apart. She's worried about who's saying what about her in her Twitter timeline. She don't care about the t-shirt so much anymore. Meanwhile, everybody's doing the cancel culture on Twitter because of the riots, because of the Black Lives Matter. My t-shirt company, if you don't know this, the shirt I'm wearing right now is a shirt we sell in the Pot Awful store. We have a store. It's called. It's at uh, potawful.shop. We sell lots of different designs. And... We use this company that's called, uh, they used to be called Shirt Sickle. Now they are called, I should know this off the top of my head, but I, re- I honestly cannot think of it right now. In the middle, I always type in Shirt Sickle now because I'm so used to that. What are they? Oh, be- below the collar. I remembered it before I brought it up. Below the collar. And they're a great company. They do all the printing. They do a great job with the printing. They do a great job with the uh, shipping, that's the big deal for me is I hate the idea of having to ship the shit out myself. So they take care of it all. I've been working with them for years. I'm very happy with their products. I love these guys. They also run a website um, called One Hour Tees, and they run a website called Pro Wrestling Tees. Now, I'm not into wrestling. You guys know that. I think it's gay, but I like these guys enough that I look past that. They're into wrestling. They sell wrestling t-shirts, whatever. I'll tell you who is not looking past these things. The angry black queens of Twitter. Because here's a tweet that happened just the other day. Somebody who calls herself Fatness Evergreen on Twitter posted this. She says, Pro Wrestling Tees is blocking anyone who asks them these sorts of questions. They don't care about black lives. Don't give them your black dollars. I know I won't. And here she's asking them. uh, uh, They're putting up, um, you know, they're boarding up to try to protect themselves from looters. They have a store in Chicago. And so they're trying to protect themselves like any fucking you know, normal human being would do if they owned a small business. And this bitch tweets at them and says, your building will be fine. Have you donated any time or money to black liberation projects? Have you checked on your black employees? Have you said a single thing about where you stand on the human rights violations happening? And one hour tease, and I agree with their decision on this, immediately blocked her. Okay? Now, I thought that was very cool of them. I actually, I was in big time support of of this maneuver, just blocking them entirely and saying, fuck you. Well, it turns out the pressure got to them and they have since unblocked these people and told everybody that, listen, we're going to donate to the black people. We're so sorry. That was so tone deaf of us. They bent the knee, okay? they I don't even like to use this word. They cucked. They cucked to BLM on all of this. Meanwhile, because of Ela's t-shirt, because of her 
Teddy Fresh clothing line, my plan for this episode was to unveil the Ela Klein t-shirt and to put it on potawful.shop. That was my plan. We were I was going to go, look at this. We've got now she said she wasn't going to sell the shirt. Well, we're selling it now. Ha 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 ha. We'd all laugh. I'd put my arm around, I don't know, Tom Greek 1980 in the chat room. I'd put my arm around him and I go, gosh, aren't we having a real laugh? You and I, Tom Greek, and I'd pat him on the back. Me and Fidel Cashflow, we'd be like, tee hee over this hilarious gag I had in mind. But then I'm like, I like this company. These guys who make the shirts for me, I like them so much. (laughs) Now is probably not the time to get them further involved with the cancel culture life, right? So I can't possibly put this t-shirt on their website. It just would not be fair to them at all. I don't want them to drop me And I don't want them to feel bad. I don't want any bad stuff happening to them. I get why they bent the knee. I get it. Same reason they boarded up their fucking business. They're afraid. They're scared. They should be right now. We're living in a crazy time. He, 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 who, 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 says Riley Brooks, one of my producers in the chat room. So I had to do something else. I had to do something a little bit different, okay? I said, how can we still make this joke happen without getting my favorite t-shirt guys in trouble? And then I remembered, wait a second. What do all the shitty grifter podcasters do out there? All the awful YouTubers with their terrible merchandise that's printed by um, probably literal you know, Chinese slaves somewhere. That's right. They use teespring.com, of course. So, ladies and gentlemen, I have decided that I would make a brand new clothing line, okay? So, Ela had her shirt. Here it is. I can't breathe. She's got her clothing line with Teddy Fresh. Oh, I thought I still had that picture. I don't. She's got her clothing line with Teddy Fresh. I'm making my own brand new clothing line, and I call it, ladies and gentlemen... Teddy Fash. <laughs> okay. Welcome to the Teddy Fash store here at teespring.com where we sell one t-shirt and one t-shirt only and it is the Ela Klein I Can't Breathe t-shirt. It's a beautiful shirt. She printed this just for herself. It is just a screenshot of her tweet with her wearing the shirt and then the tweet underneath it where she says she just did this for herself and she has no plans to sell it. It is just a screenshot on a shitty t-shirt. I called it, I can't breathe Ethan, which I think is pretty good. Wait, okay, there you go. I don't know what that's about. So here's what I'm going to do. If you want to get this shirt, I'm not recommending it by any means, but just in case you want to, Hell yeah, Teddy Fash, they say. If you want to get the shirt, I'm putting the link in the description of this episode and in the chat room right now. So you can get it while it's still legal. (laughs) I don't know that this is legal at all. It probably isn't. Teddy Fash 
the Ela Klein I Can't Breathe Ethan t-shirt. And speaking of Ethan, let's check in with Ethan and see how he's doing. Oh, no, the eyebrows are going completely wild. <laughs> That's not good. Ethan is not happy about this one, folks. I'm buying it right now, says Tika Masala. Sweet. That's amazing. Holy fuck, that's great. Her kid has autism. I only wear Teddy Fash. Um, Ethan is not happy about this one. His eyebrows are going all over the place. Oh, my God. Ethan, please. You're going to sprain a face muscle. Please, Ethan, are you okay? You know what? Let's give him a break. Let's give him a break. I'm going to get rid of the uh, shirt from the screen here, and we're going to talk about something else entirely. We're going to wrap this one up in a very surprising way. Okay? I did not see this episode going this direction whatsoever, but something incredible has happened. All right, buying it that says Boat Boy in the chat room. Get fresh straight from the oven. Oh, God, don't say that. Hang on a second. I I read that without reading it ahead of time, okay? That was somebody else saying that. It was Magi Arts, not me. I did not have anything to do with that, and I don't endorse it. Um, okay, so here's what happened. Now, it had nothing to do with all this Ella Klein stuff, to be quite honest. It's just somewhat related. But because of all this cancel culture going on as the result of the riots, the looting, there's a guy in New York, a comedian in New York, who has decided to take it upon himself to make a list of not problematic comedians, but straight-up racist comedians and wouldn't you know it, your boy, Jesse P.S., has been added to the list. Take a look. So this guy's name is Neruda Williams, and here's his list. And if you look, uh, where am I? I'm actually pretty high on the list, even though I was added later on. Oh, here I am. Jesse Stroud slash P.S. So he's got my real name and my fake name on there. Jesse Stroud slash P.S. And at the bottom of the list, it says, Are racists in the comedy community? And the incredible thing about this is, not only am I on there, but we are on there with such luminaries as Mersh and Royce from Revenge of the Sis. <laughs> Oh, also, Anthony Cumia. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, it's a, this is a real who? It's who of uh, comedy. I don't know why they call this the comedy community. These are some really weird names. But the top of the list is Mersh. Then uh, next is somebody named Christy Monroe. I have no idea who that is. And then after that is Royce. So Royce took fucking third billing. There's a new second mic on Revenge of the Sis, and her name is Christy Monroe. Who else is on here? I'll uh, read any name I happen to recognize. Some of these I recognize, but you guys aren't going to recognize. Uh, a bunch of basic nobodies until you get to me. And then all of a sudden, you're going to see Josh Denny, one of Red Bar's fools. Bob Levy. A, this guy is from uh, the Howard Stern Show, I think. Nick DiPaolo, Nicole Arbor, Kevin Brennan. These are all big names. Aaron Berg, Dave Smith from Legion of Skanks, Mark Random, one of the Internet's goons. Who else is on here? Corrine Fisher. She's got that huge fucking chick podcast called uh, 
dudes we blew in a bathroom or some shit. I can't remember. It's some. It's very big podcast. Anthony Cumia. I mean, this is crazy. Like I'm on the same list as these people. The funny part is though, how did I end up on this list and why? Now, I don't think, I'm not sitting here gloating about this. This isn't like when I got on the bully list or anything like that, okay? This was 100% straight ops. Here's what happened. I see Mersh and Royce on this list, right? And I know it's the weekend, so they haven't been able to report on this. They're tweeting about it and Facebooking it, making a big deal of it all over their social media, but they haven't been able to announce it on their show. And the show is the gold standard. Like you want everybody on the show to see your 30,000 something subscribers, your 10,000 actual subscribers and 20,000 bought bots. Uh, they're not going to hear about it until you do it on the show, right? So they don't come back until Monday. So I'm looking at this list and I'm going, wouldn't it be funny if by the time they have they get to report that they've made it to the top of this list that's going viral on Facebook in the comedy community, and by the way, they like being on the list for two reasons. One, because they're edgy guys. Ooh, edgy, right? That word you guys like to say, edgy. So they're edgy guys. But the real reason they like this and this is sickening. This is insipid. They like it because they like the fact that they're being included in the comedy community. They want you to... Th- it, that plants a little seed in your head. You go, oh, Mersh, the top of the list in the comedy community? Like way above Anthony Cumia, the guy who's bit he's stealing the guy who was like his hero and he looked up to and now he makes fun of just because red bar makes fun of him that's the only reason they like that they like being a part of this list now i don't i don't think i'm part of the comedy community i don't want to be in the same breath as any of these people but i did want to be on the list for when Royce and Mersh cover it. I want to see if they have to censor me out of it. Okay. Are they going to go through the whole list? Like I just, I just showed you everybody. I maybe didn't read every name, but I showed you every name. I wonder tomorrow when they go to gloat about this. And by the way, me saying this is now rewriting the future. I'm sort of stepping on a butterfly here. I understand that they are going to see this. Somebody's going to share this with them, or at least this concept with them if they don't watch this and they're going to change gears. They're going to quickly be shifting gears here. So they might not even cover this at all as the result. If they don't cover this tomorrow, guaranteed it's because I said this just now. There's no chance of it being anything else. But when they do cover it, if they do cover it, do they show my name in the list? Because they do edit me out of things when they talk about it. Now, again, this isn't me. It's not, you know, what they say about me in the dick show where I go, well, you got to mention me, guy. I've been mentioned on Revenge of the Sis more times than anybody. I'm basically the third chair of Revenge of the Sis. I don't need the accolades, okay? That's not what this is about. It's just, are they daring enough to do it? And does it ruin it for them, for me to be so high on the list? Because here's what happened. They were on the list for hours. And all I did 
was go to this guy's Facebook page and on a completely different post, nothing to do with this list, I left a comment saying at the N-word on Twitter. That's all I said. I didn't say that was me. I didn't say to follow it. I just said at the N-word on Twitter. One second later, not only was I blocked, but I was added to higher than the middle of the list. I don't know how this guy... Like, how does he come up with the order of the list? How does Anthony Cumia, a guy who actually tried to murder a black woman in the streets of New York City, end up almost to the bottom of the list, and then I'm like, I don't know, number 12 or something? I don't know where I am on the list, but I'm pretty high up there. How does that happen? I don't know. That's all I did to get on the list. I think that's hilarious. We will see tomorrow. There will be updates on the Wednesday show in the Pizza Fund. We, I will update you on whether or not Revenge of the Sis covered this on their Monday show. We'll go over the nitty-gritty of it. We'll get real petty on how they chose to cover it. Did they use an old screenshot before I was added to the list? Don't think I'm not thinking of that. Oh, shit. I, I meant to show you one other thing with that. Hang on. Let me grab that from my history. Please let me still have that. Yes, okay. I forgot to show you one other thing. This is very important. So in all of this with the list, I just think this is a gag on Revenge of the Sis. I'm just getting at them a little bit. One of our old goons shows up. And who is it? None other than Elsa Waith, the woman who called me in front of a crowd of people in an actual comedy show in New York City, she said, I'm a, and I'm quoting her, this is not me using this terminology, I'm a rapey nigga. Now, you might not have been around for the Elsa Waith saga, but she called me this name, okay? And here's her comment. She says, bro, Jesse, this is not the flex you think it is about me being added to the list. I don't think it's a flex. I didn't, I just think it's funny. It's not a flex to me. I'm not into this or anything. Let me be very clear about that. But if you weren't around for the Elsa Waith saga, I was in a comedy show, like a live stage comedy show. Elsa, who is a comedian and activist, that's how she's listed, a comedian and activist, and activist is always the more important part. She's, um, she looks like a guy. She's very manly. She's a lesbian, I think, and she's an activist. And she called me a rapey nigga, and everybody in the crowd was like, yes, he is a rapey nigga, all because I said that Trump's comment about um, grabbing a woman by the pussy was not rapey. She referred to it as rapey, and I said it is not rapey because he said they let you do it. If they let you, that, that's implying it's consensual. Okay, there's an implication of consent happening there. So she said that makes me a rapey nigga. I got mad at her doing this because she's trying, basically this was an early days cancel culture thing. She tried to do that live on a stage in front of real people. You know, I had to walk out of there in front of these people. Now, of course, that didn't really hurt my feelings or anything. The problem was I was at a deficit because 
she's a black lesbian and all the things I wanted to say, I couldn't say. I couldn't say that in front of all these people. I didn't know what would happen. And we were in this shitty basement comedy club, this illegal fire trap of a comedy club where they just set up shop, said it's a comedy club and started hosting shows there. Meanwhile, they had no permits to do this. And knowing that very famously, since these bitches try to get me canceled, it wasn't just her either. The guy who ran the comedy club, this guy named Mo, who actually raped a woman and she defended. So this is these people, by the way, Ela Klein, fucking hypocrite, Elsa Wave, fucking hypocrite. Whenever it's their friends, whenever it's them doing it, it's always okay. When it's me or guys like me, it's not okay, right? Elsa Wade defended this guy who raped a woman. They have this terrible comedy theater, and I said, you know what? Let's call up the fire marshal and see what they have to say about this comedy theater. And uh, they didn't think it should be a comedy theater. And this place is called The Experiment. And the experiment was over after that. We got the comedy club shut down. It was very funny. I revealed that live on the show back in like 2016, 2017, somewhere in there. So Elsa comments this as this is not the flex you think it is. I replied, ah, yes, activist Elsa, LOL. How is the experiment comedy club doing, by the way? Gotcha, bitch. Yeah. Thank you. I think it was called The Station or something. What is The Station? Elsa goes into her Facebook comments asking chicks for titty pics. Is that true? Is that real? The experiment failed. Oh, it was a definite failed experiment, but that was mostly thanks to me. Um, so this, And by the way, this is all in the run-up to Trump becoming president. He wasn't even president yet, I don't think. I can't remember if he was president. No, he wasn't. No, oh, I forgot. The f- comedy show that I was at for this thing, it I didn't, they didn't tell me before I showed up. They basically invited me on to this show to be the heel, to be the bad guy. I just used a wrestling term. I'm so sorry. But they invited me on to be the bad guy. And I didn't know that. I kind of had a feeling. But what I didn't know was it was a fundraiser for Hillary Clinton's campaign. Now, if you think I would have agreed to be in this show knowing that, I mean, you got another thing coming. So I, of course, was really playing it up once I realized that. So Trump hadn't even become president yet. I remember, oh my God. When Trump won the election, I was actually at a different comedy club that night. I couldn't stop laughing watching the comedians' reactions. And in the back of my mind the whole time, I was thinking about these fucks at the Experiment Comedy Club just laughing my fucking head off. It was so fucking beautiful. But anyway, I got added to that list. A goon shows up. We're living in crazy times. Ela Klein is a murderer. And then on top of all of that, right before the show, I'm thinking, you know who's not on this list that should be on this list? A guy by the name of Louis J. Gomez. Ever heard of him? Real Ass Podcast, Legion of Skanks, Gas Digital. Louis Gomez, I like making fun of this guy. He is, I don't know how he's as popular as he is. Nice guy. I've met him before. Just talked to him on Twitter. He's a nice guy. But man, his success makes no sense. Okay? Just absolute, like, I, you know, I, we call these women. We say they got the uh, rough, rough. They're goo brains. This guy's got kibble for brains. His comedy is 
I struggle to even call it that. Nice guy. Would love to have him on the show. Here's what happened. Lewis, a couple days ago, like two or three days ago now, I think, he posted a, uh, an image of himself at the protests. And this is like a week after the fa- It's too late. You don't get to go to the protests a couple days ago and go, look, I'm here. I'm doing it, right? He posted this thing. He says, they started marching down my block, had to see it firsthand what the tone was. Very touching to see how respectful and peaceful this demonstration is. I've never marched for anything in my life, and I'm marching in solidarity. Ah, Cool. All right. So I retweeted this, and I captioned it, and I said this. Here's what I said. Hang on a second. There we go. I said, insane. Lewis is photoshopping himself into the protest for clout. This isn't real. Ran this through two different metadata slash error detection analyses. It's a fake pick. I checked the logs. So I didn't think anything of it. I thought like this will get a couple likes. People have some giggles. There's not going to be any response to this. Two days later, right before the show, this guy right here, Luis J. Gomez, has now been responding to this. This bothered him. He was hurt by this. He wanted people to know he was really at the march. He did not Photoshop. So here he is posting video to prove it, okay? And I retweet this video. I said, this is actually a Snapchat protest filter you're not really there and it does look fake i think this is fake i think he is faking this i don't think this is real at all he said lol what about the videos though this is Louis j gomez saying this i said ran it through six algorithms green screen doggy come on he always calls people doggy so then he posts an emoji of a snake because he's the puerto rican rattlesnake i said please don't be a fake ass dude for clout So then he posts another video. This is hurting him. He's not having a good time because he's he's afraid people will believe what I'm saying, and they should believe what I'm saying. He did Photoshop this. These are fake. He never went. He's like Jake Flores pretending to be at the protests. So he's leaving multiple comments. These aren't all the comments either. Where were the other ones? There were more. Um... Somebody else said, I have a Photoshop expert sitting beside me. He claims this vid has been tampered with and is likely green screen. Nice try. Lewis says, I have two Photoshop experts. They confirmed I'm telling the truth. Um, This is, it's a long process. He posted a lot of stuff trying to claim that he really was at this protest. You tell me, you tell me, does this look like a real photo to you? Are you not seeing the same digital compression artifacts around him i am lewis is not happy about this at all i told him come on the show tonight and uh we can hash this out we can talk about this together and you can try to make your case but i'm i've been doing graphic design for 22 years i'm a photoshop expert i didn't need to run it through the logs to find this out i know for a fact it's fake lewis but i'm willing to hear you out And he gave, this was in the DMs, he gave me the excuse that he's with his son. He has his son on Sundays and he can't do shows on Sundays. Yeah, right. Okay, you're Puerto Rican. Fucking rub some rum on his gums and come on the show. It sounds a lot like Lewis 
has something to hide. Hi. So here's what I suggest you do. If you do follow me on Twitter, uh, if you don't, at the N-word on Twitter, it put me on the list. If you follow me on Twitter, I suggest you find this uh, chain of tweets. You find Luis J. Gomez's tweets about him going to the protest, and you let him know. If you can tell that this is Photoshop, I know it 100% in my heart. This is a Photoshopped image. We have to prove to the people out there that Luis J. Gomez is a liar. And until he comes on this show and proves otherwise, I refuse to believe it. Okay? Lewis, balls in your court. Ela Klein, murdering Palestinian kids, balls in your court. Teddy Fash, the new fashion line. By the way, Fash is short for fashion. Everyone understood that, right? Oh, shit. Okay, well, I might have to rethink some things. But anyway, if you want the Ella Klein shirt, get it while it still exists. I don't even know if I make... I didn't give them my details. I don't know if I'll even make money off of that. It's just a joke. I don't know. Get the shirt or don't. I don't care. Let Louis J. Gomez know that his, photo, that his Photoshop is not fooling anybody. We need people to know. Retweet it. Let everybody know. Tweet to his followers. Say he's lying. Whatever you have to do so that he knows and his followers know he was never at any protest. And let's watch the world burn together from the comfort of our internet throne here in the pot-awful goon-tracking studios, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. Straight fibbing, they say in the chat room. Fake-ass dude of the week. We got a fake-ass dude of the week. Teddy Fashwave, straight... Oh, I read that one already. How was that bald head so perfectly lit and so different than the background? Thank you. Now you're thinking like a graphic designer. You're 100% right, Brad. Let Lewis know until he comes on this show. We're not going to believe anything he has to say. Um, Join us on Wednesday. Maybe Lewis will be on the show on Wednesday. We'll have that follow-up on Revenge of the Sis. We'll try to get Lewis on the show to tell us his uh, end of the deal here. We are live on Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time over in the Pizza Fund, podawful.pizza, $12 level and up. I hope to see you there. And until next time, have an awful day. Head over to podawful.com slash iTunes and subscribe to us on iTunes. We're live every Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern at podawful.tv. Love the show? Keep it going by donating to the Pizza Fund. Podawful.com slash support. And anything else you need is at podawful.com.